BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is a transformative time for Black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. This episode is brought to you by MasterCard, bridging the wealth gap together with Greenwood. Our next guest is the man behind Healthy Hip Hop, a platform that fuses education and technology with hip hop culture to promote learning through a safe online community. Money movers, please welcome to the podcast, Roy Scott. Hi, Roy. Hey, what's up with it? How you feeling today? I'm feeling incredible. So excited to have you on the podcast. Really excited to share your journey with our Money Moves audience. So welcome, welcome. Absolutely. Glad to be here. I love what you're doing and would love to share my story with you. All right, Roy. So if you guys don't follow him on social media, you better. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But let's talk about how you have built Healthy Hip Hop and what it was. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So Healthy Hip Hop, is essentially hip hop for children and families. So the same dope beats, but just all cleaned up for kids. And this started because I loved hip hop as a kid myself and uh, grew up in the hip hop generation, started rapping right after high school. And then uh, really on that journey, had my life changing moment when I noticed my son repeating my music. Uh, he was mm. about four years old at the time. His name is Justice. Uh, he, uh, my music promoted drugs, violence, misogyny. And I was like, well, you know what? I can't be this kind of influence on my son or anybody else. And that's what sparked my journey for healthy hip hop, creating this uh, company. But then it ultimately morphed into a tech company. So it's been a quite incredible journey, like 
getting in the tech space and learning about raising capital and building out. I'm not a technical founder, so building the tech. So it's been a really incredible journey. So Healthy Hip Hop is a Black-owned, tech-focused company. And I think this is really interesting because, you know, your story hits, I'm sure, with a lot of folks in our audience, right? You're a dad now. You're a parent. And, you know, for a lot of us, I think we've looked at music as just something that was, like, social and fun. But then all of a sudden you have a kid who's, like, rapping along to the lyrics and you're like, wait a second is this the messaging that I want my kids to learn and repeat and espouse? So tell us how you made that transition from being like, okay, I'm just a connoisseur of hip hop to creating a tech enabled company that was something very different. Yeah. So initially it was tough. So I came out of like street gangster rap. Right. And so basically making that 180 from like out of the streets to doing like hip hop for kids. A lot of my, peers were questioning me like, man, what, what are you doing? And so for me, ultimately, it was like, <laughs> it was my vision from God, though. Like it was my passion. I knew I was like, I recognize how influential hip hop is. And even now, hip hop is the voice of our youth. And so I was just inspired to do something different for my son and for other kids. And so when that journey sparked, initially, I went back to what I knew, which was writing and producing music. So I said, I'm gonna do this for kids. And so I created an album, but then it started getting traction in the education space where teachers were using healthy hip hop to get their students engaged in the classroom. And then ultimately we started doing live events. So like professional development, assemblies, et cetera, but big picture that wasn't scalable. And I was paying attention to what was happening in the tech mm -hmm. space, like any industry, whoever was creating the innovative software, that's who was scaling their companies. And so I was like, we got to get in this tech space. So fast forward, I made the pivot to create an online platform for educators that they can stream our content directly to their uh, smart boards in the classroom and also a mobile application. It's like a Spotify meets TikTok where parents can stream the music, but kids can also create these TikTok style videos, but in a safer environment for children and families. So uh, it's been quite the journey. I'm still learning and um, it's been uh, really impactful for me as far as like really understanding the tech space, this whole ecosystem, venture capital. That's something that our community historically just hasn't been you know involved in or introduced to and so yes. learning that now and really getting acclimated in that space has been critical for me I mean, this is what I love because I feel like your superpower is you're like, look, I love hip hop. I love rap. I make beats, but I wanted to create something different with a very technical, you know, a very technical spine, but you're not technical. So how did you, how did you sort of make that transition from being like, I'm a lover of hip hop to creating a tech company? Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. So uh, another part of my story is that really made that pivot. I pitched on Shark Tank. And so the good and bad of that is we closed a deal with what? Mr. Wonderful Kevin O'Leary, one of the hardest sharks to close. Yep. Ha check this out. Half a million dollar investment. Well, Woo! only to have our episode blocked from Aaron. <gasps> well, the episode got blocked. Yeah. And our deal got pulled off the table because of the Hollywood politics. So ABC, the network that Shark Tank comes on is owned by Disney. And they looked at our children's programming yep. as competition. So uh, welcome to Hollywood is what we were told. And so really at that point, it, it proved a couple of things. One is that we did have something special, uh, but also yep. we didn't really have a strong business model. And so that's when I made the pivot to the tech space. I'm originally from Kansas City. I'm in Atlanta now. So you see I have my Kansas City Monarchs on. This is also Negro League. So I knew I was coming on Money Moves, yep, yep. Greenwood, Black yep, Bank. Yep. And I wanted to make sure I was repping. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh 
at that point, I got in the trenches of all the entrepreneurial resources Kansas City had to offer. And I went through Kaufman Fast Track, which really kind of taught me about, you know, simple stuff about the business, like who's your customer, you know, what's your go to market strategy, uh, getting all my documents in, in line to raise capital. And once I did that, I ended up securing about $100,000 in non-dilutive grants uh, to, to develop. Wow. And so at that point, once, once I learned that and then I started connecting with some technical people where I could take my vision and now I have a little bit of capital to at least develop this first prototype. And so kind of went through that journey, which then led me to getting some uh, angel investments, my first institutional investments, and then getting accepted into tech stars. And so that was kind of my journey and my path to like really learning how the system works, learning my business model, learning how I'm going to go to market, then how I'm going to build the tech, how I'm going to raise the capital to scale the company up. So and I'm still in the trenches of that right now, like raising capital. We now have a product that's out there. We it have never a close ends. to 10,000 users. So, right. It's, it keeps going. Right. And until we exit, you know, that's when it's been. And so then when Disney that's comes right. back now, it's like, oh, yeah, we got a check for you. Hey, it's, it's all good. You feel me? That's right. Okay, so Roy, there's so much stuff that we're unpacking here. So let's go back to Shark Tank because, you know, I feel like Shark Tank is really pivotal for bringing this idea of like fundraising, you've got a business investment to mainstream television. And a lot of people think like, hey, that's what raising money is. You go, you sit in front of some investors, you just pitch for about 15 minutes and hopefully they'll write you a check. But your experience is it's actually like very par for the course for Shark Tank. A lot of those deals don't close and there's a lot of background politics around it where it's like, oh, okay, well, we're not going to actually put this deal on paper, but it was good. Thanks for coming on our show. So let's talk about Shark Tank because I think a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of the Money Moves audience is like, I'm going to go on Shark Tank and get one of those great investors. So you auditioned for the show. They loved you. Mr. Wonderful was like, I am backing this. And then it fell apart. Can you talk a little bit about this? Because I think a lot of our audience is really, you know, there's a dream state around Shark Tank and raising money as well. Right. And so I think for us in this, more important than the deal for us was the national exposure. So I think for those who are trying to get on Shark Tank, it's more about, to me, the exposure. They were getting about 7 million viewers at that time. So you got all these new eyeballs on your business. So, and you're exactly right. A lot of those deals fall through. And just the way they're structured and some are just, you know, a lot of the time these are sharks. So they're coming to take a big bite out of your business. And so yeah. um, for us, that experience, yeah, it, it was pretty uh, incredible for us in, in the regards like our learning experience. But big picture, it was like we wanted to get that national exposure. But when it comes to like Shark Tank and pitching in front of those sharks, you actually get a, on average like 90 seconds. We got about two and a half minutes because we had like a full like Sesame Street set. So we had like kid dancers. We had put on a whole production. So, but that in, in uh, contrast to actually raising venture capital is a hundred, I mean, it's a whole different, you know, ball game. Night like, day. Actually, you know, getting right, right. So that's really, I think it paints a picture that's inaccurate when it actually comes to like really raising money. If you want to go on Shark Tank, I think do that for the exposure. But when you're actually raising venture capital, it's, it's so relationship based. It's, it's, Take, it's a much longer process. It's making sure, you know, you know, your lingo, you have your data room intact, you have all your documents, the financials. I mean, it's just so much more like intricate than actually going on Shark Tank and pitching. So I would say, hey, shoot for the stars on Shark Tank to get that exposure. But in regards to actually really raising venture capital, 
it's night and day from like actual the Shark Tank. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, this is what I want to sort of dig into a little bit more because it is night and day between this idea of like this TV version of like raising some money to actually what happens in the streets of the venture capital world. And you talked about knowing the lingo, knowing what happens in your diligence room. And this is what... You know, I love to bring up on Money Moves because this is these are the conversations that I think, especially in our community, sometimes we don't have as just a native language. So talk about how you learn to talk that talk, how you learn to understand about valuations and where you found a lot of the information. And I'm sure a lot of it is trial and error, but also the importance of it, because we really need to understand there is a language out there to compete in these streets. Absolutely. So for me, the first thing was like surrounding myself with mentors and advisors who had been there, done that, who had raised capital, who had successfully exited their companies. So doing that was a great, you know, push for me to like, okay, I'm learning, like you said, what is evaluation? Like, you know, what is a a cap table? You know what I'm saying? Like stuff that I didn't have any idea what that was. And so First and, first and foremost, surrounding myself with those people who had been there and were able to kind of really direct and guide me on the journey, but then also was getting involved in like all these different entrepreneurial programs. Like I said, I did the Kaufman Fast Track. I did, you know, Lean Lab Education in Kansas City. Uh, we went through the Google Founders Program. So going through all of these programs also really educated me and put me in position to where, okay, I know how to talk that talk. I know how to come in prepared. And and another important thing was also knowing how to really go after the right investors, because I spent a lot of the time just talking to the wrong people. You know what I'm saying? Like talking to people who, oh, yeah, we love what you're doing, Roy, but it's just not in their wheelhouse. And so really, like I said, surrounding myself with the right people and going through these programming and just keep myself open uh, to always learn. That was what was key to like getting healthy hip hop in position to become venture backable. Roy, okay, you just dropped a gem right here. Talking to the wrong people. The thing is, there's a lot of people out there that will take your call. They'll be like, this is really great. I'm passionate about hip hop. I loved the Beastie Boys back in the day, you know? So they'll take your call and they'll champion you, but they won't write the check. Which translates, I think, in our community to, you know, black people aren't getting investment. But what I think you're also saying is understanding, knowing who to talk to, which means doing your research into who writes checks in this arena. Because you might be talking to someone who's like, listen, the only checks I've written in terms of investment are into beverage or this. And they might take your call, but that is not going to convert. So like, this is the back end of doing the proper research to understand that your time as a founder is super valuable. Uh, Absolutely. And so that was, that was my experience. Trial and error was, Especially because we started raising like we, we came out of tech stars in 2020. And so it started in January mm-hmm. 2020. So like boom, the pandemic hits. So another challenge that I was having is raising online because it's different when I'm mm-hmm. in person and they can feel the energy. So so I was raising online also. And then, yeah, that was a big mistake I made. I'll just take full responsibility. I just I was talking to a lot of people that just weren't the right people to be talking to. So here I am pitching yep. literally hundreds of times to get like, you know, five yeses. And so, <laughs> you know, going forward now, it's like, okay, let me be more strategic and go after people who, you know, this is in their, you know, portfolio. This is what they do. And that kind of makes it more advantageous for both sides. You know, and I really like, I have to double down on this point because 
I will say, you know, coming out of COVID and the social justice movements, like there are a lot of black founders for whom investors will pick up the call, but it's it's not that they will make, write the check. So being really intentional about finding investors that invest in your silo will save you so much time so much time. And that's that's a lot of work. It's not easy, but it's like really understanding and mapping out who you need to talk to um, and being conscious of like a lot of people will pick up the phone, but they might not write you a check. Right. 100%. So, yeah. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
So let's go back to funding because you have raised money. You've been really successful. I think you've taken a lot of lessons from that. You've raised from Google's Black Founders Fund, the Dallas Independent School District, and Arch Grants. Tell us about how you had to sort of change your mindset and go after investors that you knew would be more likely to invest in your round. Or well, the, one of the biggest things was also about uh, you know lo- location. So again, I'm originally mm-hmm. from Kansas City, and just you know, KC, I love my home, but there's not a lot of early, early stage funding opportunities. I pretty much maximized all those, and so I knew a couple things. One is like there was this boom happening in Atlanta, and also hip hop mm-hmm. lives in Atlanta, right? And so I was like, mm-hmm. I've got to get here. And so what happened? I was like, boom! I started. Uh, so after I got the launch KC grant. Uh, this is when WeWork was really taking off, which we know WeWork ain't doing that no more, really. But that's another story. But in 2017, when it was really going strong, yeah, right. And and just a side note, the founder—I don't know if you've seen that recently—the founder of the uh, WeWork, who basically kind of you know took a crap on everybody and and really lied about a lot of stuff, just raised like another 300, 400 million or something. And like you know, of course, black founders aren't wow. getting those opportunities, but that's a whole other right. story. But, uh, yeah, he just ran. He just ran. Yeah, they got. They was pretty upset about it. It was on LinkedIn and Twitter, but uh, but I started coming to, to Atlanta, and at that time, I had access to all the WeWorks, and so I was building relationships. I was connecting with key individuals. Uh, one was like uh, Barry Givens. He was one of the first people I met when I started coming here, and he was over the Collab Capital Fund, and so and also with Jewel, and so I was just connecting with so many people here, and again, changing my mindset, I had to actually also be where the action was happening. Like there was no action mm-hmm. happening in Kansas City, uh, yep. no but the action that was happening, I pretty much exhausted it. So I was like, okay, now I got to start making some moves in the A and uh, it really started paying off. So it really was changing the mindset of like, I had to step outside of my comfort zone and start being in air- areas where like real activity is taking place so I can, you know, get this thing to the next level. I love it. And get this thing to the next level. You certainly have. But let's go back to sort of the problem. So when you started this company, you looked at the statistics and they're pretty, they're out there. About two thirds of US students are not reading at grade level, but a lot of them can sing along and rap along to music. So let's talk about some of the content and the intent behind the platform that you've built at Healthy Hip Hop. Like what can parents expect on the app? Yeah, well, they can expect, you know, hip hop that's for kids, but that parents can still enjoy. Cause a lot of the times it's one-sided, right? So you like, I don't want to hear baby shark ever again. And I'm not knocking baby shark cause they made an empire out of one song, but I'm just saying like the cultural relevancy. So, you know, we are doing hip hop that's still like true to the culture. We're, we're not anti hip hop culture. We're just saying, mm-hmm. Hey, listen, this is, we're pro mm-hmm. our kids. So here is hip hop. That's still dope that kids can listen to, but that it's actually the parents can enjoy as well. And then also tying in like educational themes. And really the next phase of that was, you know, this is the first generation of kids who are fully native internet, social media using children. But a lot of these platforms aren't built with them in mind. And so this is also inspired by my daughter. So I have three kids. My son inspired me to create the movement. And then my daughter inspired me to create this technology because she was on TikTok at like eight, nine years old. And so when I started looking at it, I'm like, wow. this is still social media. She's still, you know, seeing a lot of the content she should not be seeing. Uh, she, there was um, anybody could direct message her, et cetera. So I was like, let me create a platform where kids can create their own content, but 
a closed off network where they can only share with their, you know, family members, peers, you know, teachers, and then also have a curated feed of content that's coming just from our, you know, healthy hip hop creators. And so that's what kind of sparked that because we're seeing like these kids are younger and younger. They're coming out the womb. You probably got two, three year old kids that can work an iPad better than us. So that was the thought behind that. That's true. And that's, that's amazing. And, you know, I, I have young nieces and nephews, and I think about this all the time. So I also want to talk about, before we're able to close out, the sales cycle. How do you reach your customers and audience? Is it through schools? Is it through one-on-one families? Talk to us about the sales cycle. Right. So on the sales side, it's really more focused on, on the education side of things. And so there's two sides of our platform. One is like a B2B SaaS platform that's that we sell to schools. And the other is the direct to consumer with the mobile application. So right now it's been on the mobile app side on direct to consumer. It's more about just building the audience. So we're really not charging mm-hmm. parents anything. It's like, hey, download the app. You got access to the content, create these videos in a safe space. The sales and revenue is more come from the B2B side. So we're selling the schools and how we've been closing these deals, like the Dallas deal is going to educational conferences, building relationships, uh, getting in front of the decision makers as far as like, you know, school admin, uh, superintendents, principals, et cetera. So it's really been that and more like a word of mouth to start because people, you know, these teachers are loving healthy hip hop and they're helping to spread that word. But that's how it started. And now we actually have systems in place where we're, you know, emailing, calling uh, and again, making sure we have a presence at anything that has to do with like uh, diversity, inclusion in the education space, social, emotional learning, which is a hot topic in healthy hip hop really checks all the boxes for that. So it's mm-hmm. been more about those conferences have kind of been key for us, but then also like warm introductions from superintendents or principals who are already using it. And now we're really amping that up to take it to the next level because the, the roadmap for us is really nailed down this B2B thing start scaling that. And then that's going to help build the audience on the direct to consumer. And then we're going to really pivot to more of like a direct to consumer offering. And that's why big picture, we say an urban Disney, like an iconic children's brand. That's really the end game for healthy hip hop. Oh, I love that. And, you know, I asked that specifically because I think that, you know, I've seen a lot of what resonates with investors and they want both sides of the coin. You know, you've got to grow your B2B business, but you also have to have this like touch points with direct to consumer. So right Right. on. And I love that. Roy, as we close out right now, what's next for healthy hip hop? Like I've got two questions for you. What is your wildest dreams for this company and what keeps you up at night? Right. So my wildest dream is so again, so check this out. So uh Walt Disney, like I said, all that stuff that happened, and again, I'm I don't take it personal now, it's all business, but Walt Disney actually is originally from Kansas City and he moved mm. Disney from uh Kansas City to LA. Yeah, he's originally from KC, he moved from Kansas City to LA, right? And it took flight. So I'm trying to repeat history. So the black Walt, right? So I'm moving it from Kansas City to the A. And so the wildest dream is to repeat history, be an urban Disney, uh be a a billion dollar company, be a global leader in, you know, children's um, music, education, technology. So that's like the wildest dream, which I'm speaking, manifesting, living. I'll tell you, you see, I get passionate about this. This I I feel it. (laughs) So that's my wildest dream. And uh, what keeps me up at night is uh what well, we talk about the fundraising so that fundraising thing it definitely keeps you up at night i'm talking with people i'm making calls i'm applying for pitch competitions i'm, I'm doing a little bit of everything and so 
Um, I would say some of some of that fundraising piece keeps me up at night, and also two sides like the fundraising and then also generating revenue because revenue is always the best. You know, uh, the best. It's the type best of type of money have, you so, can uh, have. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so those are the two things that are keeping me up. But uh, yeah, overall, I feel I'm really confident that we're gonna get there. That wildest dream is gonna come true, and I'm I'm living I'm living my wildest dream right now. So. I love it. Roy, Scott, I love this. Thank you for living your wildest dreams. And thank you for looking out for the next generation. You know, the children really are the future. And, you know, I really appreciate you being able to bring healthy hip hop to the masses and our educational systems. Roy, thank you for coming on the Money Moves podcast. Can you let our audience know where they can reach you on social media and where they can download healthy hip hop? Right. So personally, it's just RoyScott.ceo uh, on all platforms, Instagram, et cetera, TikTok, all that, uh, and just healthy hip hop um, on, on all the platforms. And in the App Store, iOS and Android, just search three words, healthy hip hop, and you're going to get to the app and you're going to get to some music that's really dope for the family that you can enjoy and uh, be a part of this movement. All right, Money Movers, that's all the time we have for today. And I know you thought I was going to drop some bars, but I'm not going to do that to you guys. I know oh, that's not what you bars. tune in here. <laughs> Trust me, I don't have any. I don't have any. But thank you so much, Roy Scott. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Check out Healthy Hip Hop and make sure you follow him on all his social media handles. Roy, it was such a pleasure. We appreciate your time today. All right, thank you for having me. Blessings. Awesome. And if we helped you make your money move, please make sure to let us know by sending us a like, sharing the knowledge, and or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And make sure to tune in Monday to Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves Podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves Podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi. 
Jackie here, founder of Exo Jackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, Exo Jackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqui.com. Made for women by women.